welcome to the Find Your Path podcast, a podcast dedicated to finding and defining your own unique path at work and in your career. I'm your host, career and leadership coach, Michelle Yu, and I'm here to show you what's possible in the realm of your career, which starts by unlocking the power of your mind. Life is way too short to be following someone else's path, and you should work on the things that you enjoy. Now let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Find Your Path podcast. I was looking through my notes, and I realized that I have been podcasting now for a year since I launched the podcast in April of 2021. So it's been about a year. I'm now on my 40th something episode, which is crazy and it sort of blows my mind. I wanted to just take this time in today's episode to acknowledge and share with you how my thinking has evolved since that year ago and some of the big takeaways and lessons that I've gotten from podcasting. So this will apply even if you're not looking to create a podcast or if you're just curious about how the heck did I even get here, then you'll definitely want to listen in where I'm going to share openly with you my journey. Let's back up about a year ago when I first had this inspiration to do the podcast. I want to say it's not even a year. It's probably even before that. I probably got inspired to do a podcast in summer or fall of 2020. I had a business school colleague who had his own podcast, and I just thought that was so cool that I wanted to do something similar, and I was a guest on his podcast. And that's really when my mind got incepted with the idea. And that's the thing about setting goals is when you start to have an idea and it grows bigger and bigger to the point that you can't ignore it, that's exactly how I felt about podcasting. I didn't set off to do this when I first launched my business. I just thought it would be something really cool to offer the audience and to talk about topics that I'm most interested in. And I remember very explicitly having this conversation with my husband. We're in Hawaii in 2021 for an extended period of time because he was on a business trip. And I remember just having this conversation over lunch or dinner where I thought, hey, I want to do a podcast and I don't really know what I want to talk about, but I feel very called to doing something. And his response to me was, you know, if you're going to do it, then find guests that are interesting to you that you want to interview and that you want to bring on and just go for it. And that's honestly how I got started. So mind you, your brain is always going to want to make it feel really scary And it's going to feel much more intimidating than it really is. So once I had the idea incepted in my mind, like any sort of goal that I've had in the past, whether it be going back to go get a graduate degree education or moving cities or so forth, it's always going to feel a lot scarier in your brain. And this was exactly the case with the podcast. It felt so scary the first time that I recorded my first episode. I remember just completely scripting it out and trying to read it almost word for word. And then I 
listen to myself and I hated it. So I completely deleted it and re-recorded. So there was just a lot of uncertainty in myself and a lack of confidence in myself when I first started. And even nowadays, I'm much better at reducing the mind drama and reducing the noise that perfectionist noise that tells me that it's not good enough or just to re-record it. So I'm much better about it now. But definitely when I first started, it was really, really scary. And I'm sharing this openly because I want people to really acknowledge that whenever you do strive to achieve a goal that feels out of reach, your brain is going to naturally have some resistance. And that's really where you have to catch your thoughts and catch your brain and pull yourself out of the cycle and just just go for it and just fucking do it. So the other lesson I really learned from this process is the idea of just being able to bring my dreams out into the world. And it really starts with a thought, you guys. I can't emphasize this enough because sometimes... Or I have a feeling that people who have been watching my journey have been seeing me iterate so quickly. And I think the biggest thing that's enabled me to do it is just really practicing the art of visualization, of goal planning, of being strategic and where I want to go and what I want to do. And I think allowing for that introspection and that ability to pause, because if we can think it and we can dream it, then we can actually live it and breathe it, and, you know, just push it out into the world. But if we're so busy, and if we're not going to allow ourselves to slow down and to really reflect, then there's no time for even being able to create it. And that's the big lesson that I've recognized is the more you slow down, and the more that you assess where you want to go, then you'll be able to start taking small actions. But a lot of times people just don't have that thought. So again, the thoughts create the reality. It's the same scenario and instance here with big hairy goals like launching a podcast or whatever it is that you want to do. It really has to start with a thought and it starts with action. Which leads me to my next point about what I really learned in this process is that it's really a long-term game and it's about consistency over time. I remember the first episode that I released, I think I was speaking to one of my coaching friends and they listened to it and they gave me a lot of support. And then I read somewhere around, look, your first episode is going to suck. The first time you do something is not going to be the best and it's going to have to iterate and get better over time. And it's about being able to stay consistent with it. So I had to really allow that to sink in that pretty much every time I'm recording an episode, it's a chance for me to get better about honing in my message. It's a chance for me to stay consistent to my word about when I want to do something because it's so easy to make excuses for not wanting to do it. And I'll be honest, there have been weeks where I just haven't been consistent and I've dropped the frequency of the episodes but with this whole exercise it is about consistency over time and doing it over and over until it feels like it's second nature and I would say that's pretty much for everything that you would try to achieve including something like 
launching a podcast or any sort of goal that you're going after. It's honestly about just putting in the reps and doing the consistency over time. So now switching gears about another thing that I've really had to learn in this year of podcasting is that no one's really going to honestly give a fuck. (laughs) And what I mean by that is we are always going to be our harshest critics. I would freak out in the past about updating my language on my website or my podcast or whatever bio it is. And I would obsess over the smallest details and when things might be released. And at the end of the day, like, no, it doesn't fucking matter. No one's going to be actively putting a target on your bag and checking and scanning all the little things and all the little changes that I make. And the more that I relinquished that control and allowed that noise to just settle down and it just helped me to get more into rhythm and out of my own head because I was making things a lot more complicated in my mind than it needed to be. And this happens. This is a common thread that I see. We all have human brains that want to spin out in a certain thought cycle where we're hypercritical and hyper aware of things that pertain to us when other people probably will skip over it. So when I started to really recognize this, that I'm probably going to be a lot harder on myself than anyone else out there will be, then it just meant that I had to start being nicer to myself to get over that hurdle. But we tend to just put so much pressure on ourselves and really look at our work with hypervigilance, which can be a great thing. But when it starts to get in the way of being really productive and really being able to move things forward, then that's really where lowering and mitigating that voice in our head is so crucial and important. And that's really what I've been working on over the last year with my podcast and I think that's what's allowed me from, you know, my first episode where I've mapped out everything I wanted to say and had a couple of takes and recording it to now just hitting record when I feel like it, jotting down a couple of notes and then releasing it even if I don't feel like it's perfect. And I attribute that to the ability in being able to manage my mind and not let those thoughts take over. I feel like I can just keep going on and on about everything that I've learned in this process. And I have a couple more points here. A big one while I'm in the hot seat and the one recording and the one that has to listen to my voice. And I want to share this quote by Theodore Roosevelt. And maybe you've heard this one before, but it's about the man or the woman in the arena. And I'm going to read it out to you. And I'm going to switch the pronouns to woman, but they can be interchanged between man and woman. I think it would just be an extra take for those that are listening. So let me read this to you and have you think about it a little bit. So the quote goes, the woman in the arena. It is not the critic who counts, not the woman who points out how strong the woman stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the woman who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives violently, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, 
who spends herself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end of the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if she fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that her place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. I think this quote is so relevant, especially for anybody who's going in their own journey and finding their own path, is that, look, when you start off on a new venture or a new creative direction, you're going to get so many people that are pointing fingers, that are making comments, are going to say all of the things, but none of their stuff matters because you're the one in the arena, you're the one in the fight. And I've had to constantly remind myself of this and get stronger over the last couple of years since I started my business, that it doesn't matter what my parents think, what my family members think, the critique my brother has about how I speak. None of that shit fucking matters because I'm the one that's in the room and I'm the one that's running this. And so I got really good at checking myself whenever there was a critique from someone, I just weed out the noise and I just sort of move on. Not to say because they don't have room for negativity, not just that, but it's that they're not the ones who know my struggle and who have gone through what I've gone through. It'd be different if someone has done these things and has feedback to give and so forth. But if they're just bystanders, then I've really learned to allow that to just vibrate off and to not even come into my orbit. And I share this because I think it's important for anybody who feels really solo in their journey, who feels like they're getting a lot of critique from those around them, that they're not the ones fighting the fight. And unless they know and have walked a mile in your shoes, then their opinions are invalid. So hopefully that's a helpful metaphor to just think about and to understand because it can really help with mitigating that noise. And when we're able to mitigate the noise and really able to navigate our internal compass, that we'll be much better at moving forward along the process. Okay. Last point here, after one year of podcasting, I've recognized that I've gotten a lot better at unleashing my thoughts and unleashing them in a very uninhibited way where I don't feel like I have to be over-practiced or over-rehearsed or overly careful about what I have to say. And it's pretty fucking liberating, to be honest. And I would love for everybody to get to that point. Sometimes I work with clients and... I can see how held back they are with wanting to say certain things to their bosses, to their colleagues, to whoever it is, but they're just like tongue tied and not able to say what's on top of mind. And so this whole exercise of launching a podcast is exactly that. It's like, I have a platform that I'm creating for myself. What the hell am I going to talk about? And at first it was very daunting because it's like a wide open net and there's this fear of what constraints can I actually talk about and where are the boundaries and all that. But when I started to recognize and find my own unique voice, then I stopped playing and comparing myself with what other people are doing and how my stuff compares or relates. And I'm not even playing that game anymore because I'm just speaking from the heart and speaking from whatever's coming outside or whatever inside of me and I'm just channeling it out. So the point being that, well, one, just say the damn thing and allow yourself to speak your truth. <laughs> 
my therapist in our, our training or in our sessions a couple of years ago just kept drilling that in. Michelle, just speak your truth. Just speak your truth. What's your truth? Versus trying to censor and tiptoe around everything. And then as a result, nothing getting done because I wasn't direct and I wasn't speaking my truth. So speak your truth and allow this to channel out through you because honesty can be very refreshing and being able to say the thing that other people are afraid to say or maybe haven't hasn't been directly addressed can just be so refreshing like I don't know another word to describe it it's just honesty we need that in today's time and age we need people to not just tiptoe around things because they feel so taboo and to not call things or people out because they're scared but it's also just really liberating and I look back where I was maybe four years ago and was a completely different person was like again super quiet wouldn't want to challenge anyone don't want to rock the boat don't want to say anything didn't want to cuss in the workplace all of that sort of stuff and now to just being able to say whatever is on my mind is very liberating and I offer this to you because it's available to anybody and it doesn't happen over time it is a muscle that has to be built trust me back in 2019 when I went to Sedona what I was doing was really working on my throat chakra and learning to open that up. And, you know, voila, four years later, I feel much more able to channel that energy. So it starts with intention and it starts with small baby steps and celebrating your wins along the way. All right, everyone, I appreciate you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. I know it's a bit of a different type of episode, but in any case, always fun to just share with the audience where my thoughts are. And I will see you all next week for some more great conversations and content. Take care and talk soon. Thanks for listening today. If you are enjoying what you're hearing and want to take the work deeper, there are several ways to work with me. I work with my individual clients for a period of six months, supporting them through various aspects, whether it's a career transition or with honing in on their own unique leadership style. Head to www.michelleku.com to learn more or follow me on Instagram at michelle.k.yu for more actionable tips and insights on how you can break limits in your career. New podcast episodes come out every week, so subscribe or join my email list. I'll see you all next time.